0: Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of the Beauty Business Podcast. This is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independents out there. I'm here to connect you to the people, tools, tips and advice to help you get your hair, health and beauty related business to where you want it to be. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host and I'm on a mission to help mobile therapists, nail technicians, home salons and independent salons and spas to reach their business goals through simple, practical and focused business advice, ideas and tips. I make it a point not only to tell you what to do, but as far as I can in a 40-minute podcast, how to get results too. We're all about the foundations of building an incredible, profitable and stress-free beauty business. I firmly believe that if you have the right business foundations in place, then running a beauty business can be fun and not fraught. It's officially the start of a new year. That's how I think of September anyway. Sure, January is the start of a new calendar year, but September is the start of the run-up to the busiest part of the year in the hair, health and beauty industry. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, the C word, Christmas. But it's only September, so we won't dwell on that just now. Now also at this time of year, it's when some of the biggest industry events, conferences and shows happen. Now big things happen at events and conferences. They're an important part of any industry and a great place to find new suppliers, new business partners, to pick up new ideas, advice, encouragement, to meet up with other salon owners in the same situations as you, to exchange ideas, to share a challenge or a problem, or simply to pick up a bargain on some new equipment that you've had your eye on. So love them or hate them, you can't really avoid them. And you shouldn't because they genuinely can help to drive your business to the next level and or reinvigorate you with renewed passion for what you do. But even if they are only for a day, attending an event costs you real money. You've got the conference and event tickets, the travel and possibly accommodation and food. You might even be taking other members of your team along with you. If the conference falls on a day where your salon should be open, you might have to close for the day or a couple of days, thus costing you income as well. I highly recommend attending conferences and events, call them what you will. I always suggest you do your research first and you make sure you're going to the best ones for you and your business. If possible, try and make it to at least two of these events each year. But once you have selected the events or the conferences that you're going to attend, you want to make sure that you're squeezing every little bit of value out of the event so that investment in money and in time really pays off for you. And that's where today's episode comes in. This is the beauty event survival guide, if you like, for getting the most out of any salon event. I want to make sure that you come back with much more than a bag of samples, lots of leaflets and brochures, and maybe a selfie with your favorite industry celebrity. Now, I developed the core tips of this survival guide, mainly for attending the biggest and I have to say the best industry event in the UK called Professional Beauty. And I did this a couple of years ago, and it was such a big success that I've not only used it at every other professional beauty event since, but at every event, every conference, every meetup or networking do, and it served me extremely well. I've even been able to refine it, and that is what I'm bringing you today. So these are my tried and tested ways to get maximum benefit from any conference, networking event, or show that you might attend, and it all starts much earlier than you might think. So let's get on with today's show. Now, as I just hinted at there, getting the most out of any event doesn't start on the day of the event or even the day before. You need to put in a bit of groundwork first, and I recommend that you do this at least a couple of weeks before the event to get the best results. You don't want to do it too far in advance, two to three weeks is perfect, really. Now, the Beauty Event Survival Guide actually breaks down into three stages before the event during the event, and after the event. And each stage is essential to get the best results. So let's talk about what to do before the event. Now, first up, you need to set your expectations. What is your next most important business goal? It could be to change or add to your product line, look for new treatments, increase your retail sales, grow your team or build client loyalty. Whatever it is, write it down. And I mean really write it down so you're focused on that one thing. Now, this could be the perfect excuse for a brand new notebook. Can't just be me that gets excited at a trip to a fancy stationery shop and the prospect of a fresh new notebook, can it? Anyway, whether you fire up a new Evernote on your phone, you open up a Word doc or like me, you buy a beautiful new paper notebook, then write this next big goal on the first few pages. Actually write this down. It might need a few minutes of thought. You might not really have thought about it in this way or you might have 17 different goals already. This on its own is a great exercise to actually get all of your business goals, big or small, out of your head and down onto paper. Or a screen. So if you do nothing else do this. Now if you do have multiple goals then write them all down if necessary and pick the one, the biggest one that you want to focus for your business for now. This is the one that we're going to focus on and it brings us neatly on to the second item which is to take two kinds of notes. Now these events are packed with stuff New products, new brands, training opportunities, seminars, networking drinks. You'll never be able to remember every product, idea or person you come across. So you're going to have to take notes of some kind. Now, again, if you've bought yourself a shiny new notebook, then this is perfect for this. But however you plan on keeping a record and you must keep a record, divide your notes into two sections. Now, on one section, you'll write down the things that could help you directly with your next most important business goal. This is the one that you defined just a second ago in step one. On the other hand, write down everything else that you want to look for as a secondary interest. Now, how you do this is up to you. Divide the page in two, write one in the front and one in the back. If you're using your phone or tablet, have two notes pages, one called main focus and one called secondary. Decide on how you're going to do this and set it up in advance so that you're familiar with it and not scrambling to do it when you get to the event itself. I'll explain more about why you need to do this in the during the event section. Now my third tip before the event is to prepare your elevator pitch. Now put simply, this is the answer to the question, what do you do? And it should take no more than the average elevator ride or lift ride if you're in the UK. It should be just enough to give the questioner an idea of what you do and be able to make the decision as to whether they want to know more. Now, you want to make it interesting and unique in some way, so the questioner has reason to be intrigued and to seek to learn more. Now, please note, this is not your life history. The idea here isn't to practice speaking so quickly that you can cram your entire past into 30 seconds. The point is that, just like you, Everyone attending the event is going to want to maximise their time, so be aware of this. Have a prepared answer, maybe tailor it around your key area of focus so that when you come to meet people at the event, you can give them this answer and that you can then mutually decide whether continuing a conversation is going to be worthwhile for both of you. Seriously, if everyone did this, just imagine how much more efficient and profitable these events would be. So please understand, this isn't being rude. It is simply being efficient. If what you say piques the interest of whoever you meet, then they can ask you more questions. Likewise, if someone introduces themselves to you and it links in some way with your main focus business goal or possibly one of your secondary goals, then you know to keep talking. If not, then politely move on. Now, tip number four is to do your homework. Take a look at the event website before you go see who's going to be there and pinpoint those speakers, exhibitors or attendees that can help you with your number one business goal. Make these your priority targets during the event. Some conferences or exhibitions can be massive so knowing who you absolutely want to see and actually marking it on the map of the floor plan in advance can save you a lot of time and wandering around at the event. Also, if things are on at a certain time, you can write this down for yourself so you aren't constantly flicking through the event guide whilst carrying the inevitable bags of goodies and brochures that you're going to collect to try and figure out when the next thing is on that you want to attend and where on earth in the event it is. Now, Number five on my list of before tips is a sort of contrast to tip number four. It's to have a plan, but don't stick to it. Now, I just told you that to make the most of your limited time, it's important to have a bit of a plan as to what seminars you want to attend, what people you want to speak to, and what stands you want to visit. However, accept that things probably will happen that may not let you stick to your plan. Some of the best meetings and connections you make often happen by chance. If you get talking to someone interesting, don't break off just because you had planned to make it to that seminar on client retention or the demonstration of the latest facial treatments from your favourite product line. Genuine connections can often lead to far greater things than sitting through a seminar or a presentation than you can probably watch on YouTube after the event. So as long as it's related to your main business focus and you're truly getting value from a conversation you're having, then don't feel you have to run off to the next thing on your plan. Be prepared to be flexible. Just a quick point here. This goes for presentations, seminars, workshops, etc. Obviously, if you have a set meeting time for a one-to-one with someone, then you really should make sure you get to that on time. If this is the case, Get the contact details of the person you were talking to and make yourself a note to either meet up with them again later or to contact them specifically after the event to continue talking. Tip number six is to harness the power of Twitter. Now, this one is huge and I mean it. If you know me, then you know that I don't really get on all that well with Twitter not sure why, whether the short message format stifles my need to use more words than may be necessary, or I just struggle with the speed and pace of messages appearing in the stream and basically I can get lost for hours. I'm not sure. While I understand Twitter, it isn't my favourite social media channel. However, when it comes to an event, Twitter is awesome. Now, I don't want this to become a Twitter training episode, so if you don't already use Twitter, then I advise you get someone to show you the basics before you go to any event. Very briefly, this all has to do with hashtags. If you don't know what these are, then these are the hash symbol followed by a word or a short phrase, and you'll see them on adverts all over the place, and possibly even being used by friends on pretty much all social media platforms. The purpose of these hashtags, loosely speaking, is to tag a comment or a post relating to a particular topic. You can then search whatever social media platform you are on for this hashtag and find all the posts relating to it. Now, I guarantee that any event you attend these days will have its own hashtag. Find out the event hashtag. It will be on the event website, literature, posters, everything. And enter this as a search term in your favourite Twitter app or even just the default app on your phone. This provides an amazing, real-time, up-to-date and simple-to-follow source of information both before and while you're attending the event. Exhibitors, speakers, organisers, attendees will all use the hashtag to tell everyone what is happening, what to check out and where to go. I found out more about things from Twitter whilst at the event than any piece of printed literature I was given. This was because things change, times move, people show up and people fail to show up and any printed material can't predict it and just can't keep up with it. What's more, you can use the event hashtag to ask questions. So if you can't find that workshop on motivating underperforming staff members, hop onto Twitter, ask the question, include the hashtag and before you know it, someone will help you out. Now, I've used Twitter hashtags at every event that I've been to for the last few years, and it always leads me to the most interesting parts of the show. Often, these goings on weren't even part of the official event itself at all. They may have been a small, impromptu meeting of salon owners who decided to get together to talk about staff retention or dealing with a problem supplier or how best to price treatments. And you all know that that's something I have a particular interest in. Once it was just that a bunch of people were heading out for some drinks at an event where I didn't know very many people. I tagged along and met some fantastic people who today I can now call good friends. So trust me, these gatherings proved to be some of the best value experiences of the whole event and they weren't really even part of the actual event itself and they certainly weren't on my plan. Now you can also use Twitter as a great way to network yourself during the event. I'll go into more detail in a few minutes when we get to the during the event section. But this is where even a basic working knowledge of Twitter would be really useful. Now, as usual, I'm throwing a lot of information at you here. And the very nature of this podcast is that you can listen and learn whilst you're doing something else. So to make sure you don't miss any of these tips, I've prepared a handy downloadable workbook with even more detail in it for you to use to maximise your attendance at any upcoming event. And you can get your very own copy totally free by going to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 17. Now, moving on to the event itself. Here are my top tips for what to do during the event. Now, the first tip here is to take care of yourself. Yes, I'm going to be all dad for a second and start off by maybe being a little boring, but this is really important. It's going to be a long day, maybe a long couple of days, depending on the event. So make sure you're prepared to make it through the whole thing. First up, food and drink. This is usually available to purchase, but not always conveniently located and usually charged at a premium price because you are somewhat of a captive audience. Take some healthy, high energy snacks and a bottle of water to carry with you so you can keep your energy levels up and stay hydrated all day. Remember, you've paid to be here in multiple ways, so flagging by 3pm and wanting to go home just isn't going to cut it. Now, while we're on the subject of food, it's important you keep your strength up. I'm going to tell you now, though, avoid having a big lunch. I know you arrived bright and early. You've been keeping mostly to your plan, meeting the people you wanted to meet, attending the seminars on your list and networking your socks off. One thirty and you need to sit down. Having a big meal at lunchtime seems like a good idea, but it can put you in a bit of a food coma for the afternoon. Trust me, I've done this before. You don't want that. So fend off the energy crash and eat a light lunch or just eat a little and often as you go. And this will serve you much better than a big, heavy sit down meal. Now, next point, I should have to tell you this, but wear comfortable shoes. Yes, I know this may not be the most exciting advice in the world. You're going to be on your feet pretty much all day. No change there, I hear you say, but you'll be doing a lot of walking and then standing still and then walking and then standing still. Now, I know you're going to meet a lot of new people and you want to look your best, but trust me, you're not going to look or feel your best if your high heels mean you're in pain and you can't walk because your feet are killing you or your legs are tired. That's all I'm going to say. Just bear this in mind, please. And finally, under the take care of yourself heading is to pace yourself. Yes, you've got a lot to get done in the day or the weekend, but you also want to enjoy it and be at your best. So take plenty of breaks. Don't rush. And if you need to find a quiet corner and have a rest for a few minutes. So the next big tip for during the event is to realize where the value is. And by this, I mean, don't spend all of your time sitting in seminars and presentations. Often the best ideas and opportunities come from chance meetings in the halls. Now, in the before section, I told you to have a plan, but to be flexible. Now, this point is just a reminder to not be afraid to skip a session or a seminar to continue a conversation that you're enjoying or to start up a new one. You never know where it might lead. Now, when it comes to seminars, presentations, training sessions, etc., most of these will either be filmed and available after the event on YouTube or on the provider's website, or the slides of any notes from a presentation will be available as a download. I've given presentations at events where people have emailed me after the event to say they just couldn't make it in person or they got held up. I've always been more than happy to send the notes and the presentation slides to anyone who does this. And I'm sure any other speaker or presenter would do the same. So don't stress out about meeting something like this if you have found value somewhere else and it corresponds to your next business goal or focus. Now, tip number three for during the event is a really, really powerful one. And it's my 333 approach to networking. Now, Zig Ziglar said, You will get what you want in life if you help enough other people to get what they want. And I believe this is profoundly true, and I've seen it happen both on very small-scale interactions and also on massive company creation levels too. If you're not a natural networker, if you're a bit of an introvert like me, yes, I may have a podcast and regularly give training sessions and speak on stage, but put me in a crowd of people and ask me to start up conversations one-to-one, and my natural tendency is to shrink into a corner. That is why I developed, or possibly stole and adapted, the 333 approach to networking. And it served me really well over the years. It's pretty simple, too. You start by helping three people with something, doesn't matter whether it's big or small, without expecting anything in return. Now, you can do this in person. This is obviously best as physical human interaction is always the best way. But this is where Twitter has been brilliant for me at events. As I explained earlier, I keep an eye on the event hashtag right from when I arrive at an event to see what people are saying. Now, right from the start, I look for questions that I can help people with. Now, I usually get to events really early, often because I'm speaking at them and I just like to know where I'm going. So often I've had a bit of a Explore before most people arrive. This means I'm well placed to answer people's questions about where things are. Think about this if you help people out, even with small things like where is seminar room A or where do I collect my complimentary goodie bag, they're going to remember this and they'll be there to help you if you need any assistance. And it will make you feel super positive to own the rest of your day. If nothing else, this has got me some drinks bought at many an event. Now, the next step is to introduce three people, you know, to someone else that can help them in a meaningful way. Once again, you're helping people. But this introduction not only benefits the people that you are introducing, but also you. Maybe not directly or straight away, but things have a way of coming back to you if you genuinely help to introduce people in a beneficial way. And the final three is to spend time and deepen existing relationships with three people you already know at the event. If you can do this as a minimum each day at the event, I pretty much guarantee that not only will you make a lasting impression, one that will be really positively remembered, but you will meet some fantastic people. You'll come across some great opportunities that you hadn't thought about and you'll feel great too. Now, that great feeling isn't just there to make you all warm and fuzzy. I can't quite explain it. I'm sure there's some school of psychology that can. But that feeling of helping people, of genuinely connecting, spurs you on to greater, more bolder moves to move you towards your goal or your focus with super powered energy. This tends only to last the day, which is why you should employ this technique each day you are at the event. Give it a try. You'll see the magic, I promise you. Now, at the event tip number four is to listen more than you talk. So the analogy goes that you've got two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. When you do talk, make it to ask questions of the other person to allow them to talk more. You'll make far deeper connections with people by listening to them and hearing what they have to say, rather than trying to force what you want to say onto them. And when you do meet a new person, Genuinely listen to them. Listen to their words. Listen to what they're trying to tell you. Don't simply nod along thinking of what you're going to say next. This is the key to connecting with someone, to making an impression and to rich and powerful networking. Now, the final tip in this stage goes back to the two types of notes we talked about before in the before section. If you only interact with the nine people in the 333 method, that's nine connections on top of everything else that you will see and hear at the event. There's no way you're going to remember everything. So, as you were going, after each conversation, every interaction, presentation, or demonstration, take two or three minutes to jot down some notes, anything to jog your memory. Try and separate things into the two types those that directly lead to helping you to achieve your next business goal and those that may apply to the other goals. If there is something that you aren't quite sure where it fits yet, put it with the secondary notes. But do take the time to jot down some notes. Make it the person's name, a brief description of that person. This helps you if you can't put a face to a name or that you're more of a visual person. Just make a note of what you talked about, what you found interesting, that person's contact information, anything you can. Just make sure it's legible and you can read it later. So follow these five during the event tips and you will end each day feeling great, feeling accomplished and feeling like the day was worthwhile. And this creates a powerful place to move on to the next stage, which brings us to after the event. Okay, you put in a huge amount of effort before the event to get prepared. During the event, you went out of your way to employ the 333 method. You networked, you walked like you were on a mission, and so did many other people. So give yourself and everyone else a day or two to recover. Then follow these final steps. First up is to follow up. Now send an email, send a text message, or a social message to everyone you met at the event. It doesn't have to be long, just a message saying that it was great to meet them and here are your contact details. Make sure you include some personal notes in each one. It could be something you talked about, something you hope they saw at the event. Make sure it's something that shows you remember who they were and that this is a personal message and not just one that you've blanket sent out to everyone. This tip solidifies any connection you made and I guarantee when you next need to speak to this person, you need their assistance or advice or guidance from them, they'll make time for you because you took this time to reach out to them. It's called the law of reciprocity and it's a much bigger topic than we can go into now. Maybe it's one for another podcast. Okay, the next after the event tip is to look at your notes. Now, in both the before and the during sections, I told you to take two types of notes take the notes that do not directly contribute to your next most important business goal and discard them. Now this sounds harsh but they're not going to help you right now so let them go. If you really don't want to lose them then file them somewhere, put them in a drawer, put them on a shelf and come back to them later. The point is to get them out of your head so you can focus 100% on the ones that will help you reach your originally specified goal. So read through all these notes. These are the ones that apply to your big goal. Now actually read through them and add to them while things are fresh in your mind. I know, I've been guilty of this many times from meetings and events. I take careful notes and then I get back to the day-to-day of work and never actually look at them again. Or I leave it months to look at them when opportunities may have been lost or situations have changed. So write down an outline of a plan to get you from where you are now to your next goal. It doesn't have to be detailed, but place within that plan how each thing you learn, each person you met or product that impressed you might help you to reach that goal. This is the key to making this event work for you, to make the investment in time and money really worth it. Now, all you have to do is focus on this goal Make more detailed plans. Reach out to the people and to the companies to help you make it happen. But how to do this is the topic for another podcast. So that's it for the Beauty Event Survival Guide. I hope these suggestions and tips make your next event your best one ever. I really, really would love to hear from you after your next event. If you use all or even just one or two of these ideas, please do get in touch with any event stories you have in the comments section on the show notes page, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 17. I really would love to hear from you. There's also the link to download your own copy in PDF format of the survival guide workbook on the show notes page too, which is at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 17. Click on the link and I'll send you a copy right away. There is also a link to this in the podcast episode notes, which should be on your phone, tablet or computer right now if you're listening through an app. Now just quickly, if you've enjoyed this episode, if any of the ideas have given you confidence to make the most out of your next event, then please pop over to iTunes, look up the podcast page and leave me an honest rating and review. It really helps me to know that I'm producing useful and insightful episodes. And I believe it helps other independent beauty business owners to find the podcast and benefit from it too. And next week, I have an episode I've been wanting to do for a while, but it's been one of those that took a lot of research to put together, way more than I originally thought, but I think it's been very well worth it. The aim of the podcast is to answer two very straightforward questions. How much is a client worth and how many clients do you need? Or I suppose looking at it a different way, how much money can you make in your beauty business? Intrigued? Well, I know you will be when you hear the results. So make sure you tune in. Now, the easiest way to do this is to subscribe to the podcast. So if you're listening in a podcast player, there should be a subscribe button on there. So just click it now. So I'll be back in a week's time. I hope you will join me. Have a fantastic week until then. Bye for now.